0: Well, alrighty then. Today is Freedom Friday, and it's August sixteenth, twenty
1: nineteen. Wow! Isn't this the uh, the day uh, Elvis died, August sixteenth?
0: Well, by golly, I think you're right. I think it's
1: the Elvis death anniversary. Yeah. Oh. oh well. <laughs> okay. So it, we got uh, interesting s- stories today. I'm sorry yes. I got sidetracked there. I went to Graceland, you know, um, right after his death. I was a kid. You did,
0: yes. You were were a young man. I was a
1: young man. I can't tell you how young I was because you'll figure out how old I am now. But anyway, I was a young man. I was playing in a a Christian group, and we were traveling over the summer. um, And I did that in between um, high school, uh, over the summer, a couple of years. And so we were traveling all around the country. And I remember, um, I don't know what state we were in, but I remember watching the news and that Elvis had died. And then they played, um, have you ever seen, the you know. Mm. And it was so sad, you know, to see yeah. that. And they did a montage. And even that, that pastor that night had talked about it. It was really sad. And on our way back somewhere, we had passed through Nashville or Memphis, Tennessee. So we drove by Graceland. Um, at that time, you know, I mean, he had just died. So it wasn't a museum or anything mm-hmm. like that. But all I remember is just uh, just thousands and thousands of flowers. Mm. Um, in front of this place, in front of that gate, you know, the, the guitar gate. Right. And that's uh, right. He did have graffiti, a uh, graffiti written, you know, we love you mm-hmm. Elvis. It was very, uh, very eerie, very eerie. So that's the closest I ever came to uh, meeting the king. Well,
0: that's pretty, uh, right, it's,
1: right, it's a lot right. closer than me. Yeah. So anyway, that's my Elvis story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, when I, then I carried on like a wayward son.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. You know, um, do you have a scripture or should we Yes, I have
0: it? a scripture. Okay. It's in Proverbs and uh, we're going to start with verse 12 and it says a naughty person, a wicked man walks with a forward mouth. He winks with his eyes, he speaks with his feet, he teaches his fingers, he teaches with his fingers. Forwardness is in his heart, he devises mischief continually, and he soweth discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly, suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. And these six, six things doth the Lord hate yea, seven are an abomination unto him a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaks lies and he that sows discord among brethren.
1: Wow. That's something to take to heart. That's for sure. Amen. But Jesus is coming back. He's coming back soon. And he's coming back so soon. There's weird things happening all over the planet, weird things happening in the skies. Last week, uh, we told you about, you know, just this weird sky phenomena that's going on. Yeah.
0: Very strange stuff and mm-hmm. we
1: suggested a uh, a website or a youtube video but the website is uh, i don't know it's mr mb mbb
0: 333 yes. something
1: like that yeah just yeah, two bs and 33s three three threes. Threes. anyway so he has a, a, a thing in there where he has sky phenomena and all these people send him pictures of the weird stuff in the skies mm-hmm. and i'm telling you it is something it is else it's
0: really strange looking yeah. stuff it's the
1: only thing i like really really enjoy about the his yeah, his youtube pictures. channel is that part uh, so something's going down. Um, there's grand solar minimum stuff going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, food shortages are starting to happen. In fact, I was listening to David Dubine the other day on the grand solar minimum. And things that, you know, they were projecting two or three years out. Remember, they kept saying it by 2023, you're yes. going to start seeing this. Mm-hmm. And I would say, Ms. Kapow is my witness. I would say, ah, no, no, no it's going to be a lot sooner. sooner. It's going to yes. be this year. Because it's just God's God's closing everything up. He's yeah. wrapping everything up. He
0: certainly is. And
1: I heard him uh, just the other day, and he's talking. He's like, "Our projections are way off. This stuff is accelerating.
0: Accelerating. We have yeah. food
1: shortages now. And he he's he's saying, um, you know, we're basically going to descend into a whole different world by 2021 or 2020. Mm. Really, um, it's going to look totally different in yeah. uh, the next six months to a year. Yeah. Kind of have to agree with that, yeah. even politically. It's just, uh, can you imagine the crazy people that? What's going on politically? <laughs> can you imagine what's going? I mean, oh, the, Lord, America America's going to look totally different. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, the, it already looks different. It's not the America <laughs> I grew up
1: in. It's not your universe, no. Uh, let's see. This first, the first uh, story is from um, study finds research in a nutshell website. Studyfinds.org. And they find a rise in doomsday prepping due to mainstream American culture of fear. And I thought that was interesting in relation to the scripture in Luke. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, do you have that one?
0: Yeah. Luke um, 21, 26 (laughs) says, Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken.
1: So the men's hearts are failing them, humans, their hearts are failing them. They're upset because they see what's coming down on the earth, and that is true. You see what's happening, it doesn't look good. Study after study has shown that and um, the younger generation, millennials and stuff, you know, I feel I feel I feel sorry for the younger ones. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's like you definitely. Know, what, what kind of hope do you have? None. In this crazy world. Um This is from England, Canterbury, England, doomsday prepping or stockpiling food, medicine, weapons, other supplies uh, in case of an apocalyptic scenario or like long-term food shortage. Mm -hmm. It's been long considered peculiar behavior only exhibited by conspiracy theorists and other extremists in the United States. However, they say such prepping has actually been steadily on the rise in the U.S. over the past decade. What's causing the surge? Of stockpiled rice packets and underground bunkers? Well, they've researched it, and they say it's an ever-growing sense of impending doom in American culture. Now, see that
0: kind of language right there? People read it. It's going to cause fear. you know. And without um, hope in Christ, in something, a a better place than this place, of course that's going to bring fear.
1: Yeah. And the thing is like, oh my gosh, I haven't been stockpiling my medicine. I haven't Mm -hmm. been stockpiling... You know, it's like, you know, always tell Ms. Kapow, you know, I, I'm not against having, you know, three or four weeks worth of emergency water and food to get you by till things get back up. But if you think you're going to crawl out of the cave after a nuclear blast or an asteroid hit, yeah, um, and then you're going to just uh, live off your food, uh, you know, you, without electricity, the without the grid, electrical grid, everything goes down. Including the internet, all Mm -hmm. the computers. You can't get gas. You're not going to get water out of wells. Why would you want to
0: survive something that? I know,
1: I know. So I mean, these guys talk like you know they're going to survive, but it's it's funny. You know, I I watch some of these shows and um, they'll talk about their tractors and stuff, and then of course their tractors are breaking down. I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do when there's no one around? And then you got to defend all that stuff. Yep. Because all the crazy zombies, they're going to want that. Exactly. Anyway, that's. I'd rather just. uh, Die. Meet my Lord. <laughs> yeah, sure. die and just meet my Lord in heaven. Yeah. Uh, no. That's that's what's going on. So anyway, um, many have speculated the surge of doomsday preppers over the last 10 years was linked to an extreme political reaction uh, based on Barack Obama's election. But a new study out of the uh, United Kingdom finds that that's not true. It's neither Barack Obama nor extreme right-wing conspiracy theories. Um. They, they interviewed preppers from 18 states about motivation and the results indicated that um, most did seem to be conservative and, and fear liberal policies. But the main reason was their overall sense of fear hmm. that currently dominates U.S. culture across a variety of media channels. It says most Americans can't seem to log online or turn on the television without being hit by a grim view of the future being reported or speculated on, and that's true. Stocks are up and down, terrorist attacks, blah, 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 blah. So men's hearts fell in for fear for what's coming on this earth, amen? Amen. Next story is amazing. Uh, this is the president of Brazil, Berlin. and he says "poop less for a cleaner planet." Now, there's a picture of this guy, and I don't know what happened to him. He just disappeared. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, there, there he is! is. Oh, oh, every time I hit he it, it disappears. What's oh, going maybe on? Maybe we're not
0: going to be doing that one. I don't know. Well, anyways, it's about pooping less.
1: The picture of him looks like he really is, he constipated. is
0: constipated. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So what he says here, Brazilian president—I don't know how to pronounce his
0: name—Bolsonaro. Yeah. Bolsonaro.
1: Bolsonaro. He suggested last Friday that people poop every other day.
0: Now how t- retarded is that? How can you exactly control that? Yeah. It's a bodily function.
1: You're, you're saving. Mm. You're saving the planet one toilet flush at a time. Yeah. Ms. Capel, just like driving your Prius around, you're saving the planet. One gas tank at a time. <laughs> uh,
2: th-
1: this is a way to save the environment. Now, he says this after he came under fire for a surge in deforestation of the Amazon since he came to power. So mm. he's... He's he's uh, he's
0: cutting down trees. He's killing
1: in trees and killing animals, and now he's telling the people to poop less. So this, <laughs> here's another just... There's just another idiot, just a complete brain-dead... Demon infested, r- eraser head, the president of Brazil. He offered his idea in response to a journalist's question as to whether it was possible to simultaneously spur economic growth, feed the world's hungry, and also preserve the environment. So here's what he says He says, It's enough to eat a little less. You talk about environmental pollution, it's enough to poop every other day. That will be better for the whole world. <laughs> Earlier this month, he sacked the head of a government agency that had reported a major increase in Amazon deforestation. Mm. So he got rid of him. He, he's been criticized for that kind of stuff. So now he just says, um, "Well, you know, just just poop every other day." What an idiot! I mean, these are the people. These are the people that are supposed to be running things. I know that we're supposed to
0: have respect for. Yeah,
1: and that's why it's all collapsing. It's yeah. all collapsing in front of us. Yeah, um, because
0: the Maroons are the ones that are in leadership.
1: Yeah. This one's interesting. Uh, I don't know if anybody listening saw that movie called uh, Congress.
0: Congress, yes, yes.
1: With Robin Wright. That's right. And um, what does basically the storyline? It's this weird kind of a movie, but she's uh, she's an actress in the movie. She plays herself in the movie, Robin Wright. And she's getting older. She's aging. And so she can't find the good movie roles that she used to when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And she has a son that has uh, some kind of illness. Right. And so she needs money. Well, her agent's telling her, you know, I can't get you gigs anymore because you're getting too old. And um, so anyway, it, it comes with, there's there's an offer that uh, some studio wants to digitize her image. Right, and so
0: that they can make her... Um, young again or whatever age they need her to be for yeah. a certain role but she has to give up her image so in other words they own her image and so she could never work again she can never really do anything just just live her life out she has to disappear. they can do whatever they want with her image because they now own it
1: yeah so she'd get paid all this money so her son could be taken care of
0: it's really a creepy movie. It is.
1: She disappears and it goes into this weird congress, I mean, um, cartoon
2: mm-hmm.
0: type
1: of uh, movie where she's going to this congress of other people that are like her. It's, it's very strange and dark. But the bottom line is she goes through all this scanning process and things like that and they they create a digital image of her, mm-hmm. which they use in the movies. Well, what happens is this digital image becomes very, very famous, um, very, very popular. So everybody knows... That digital image, but yet the real Robin Wright is um, in Cartoon Town or whatever. So, here's an article here from HollywoodReporter.com, and when I saw this, it it's exactly like the movie mm-hmm. Congress, exactly except this is real life. And I think the movie Congress came out in, um, I want to say 2013 or something like that. You know, was it was it that long ago? Um, so, quite I think yeah, 2013. Amazing. So it's uh, Will Smith, Robert De Niro. <laughs> Jeez, I can't stand either one of those guys. No. And the rise of the all-digital actor. Here's what it says. Uh, there's a movie coming out. Will Smith has a movie called Gemini Man. And then Stupid has a movie called Irishman. And they're coming out, but they look, they what they're using is a de-aging VFX technique. Mm-hmm. They say it's safer and cheaper than plastic surgery. The VFX techniques actually make the actors look younger. They digitize them. Uh, Will Smith gave reporters an early interview of his upcoming thriller, Gemini Man, in which the star fights with a younger clone of himself. Mm. So Will Smith's 50 years old, and he said that advances in visual effects... Allow him now to sit back and let a digital double do all the work. He says, this is a quote, there's a completely digital 20-year-old version of myself that can make movies now.
0: See? And he doesn't think anything of it.
1: Yeah, because everybody's laughing. it's, It's a reality now. Actors can now play a character at any age regardless of their own real age. Here's here's why this is important. Well, number one, you know, the book of Revelation talks about this image and, and being able to speak and, you know, causing those to worship, you know, the beast. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is what you're seeing on TV. If you're if you're one that's so unfortunate enough to still watch mainstream media or news. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe your spouse still watches it, or it's on at work, or a restaurant, or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, this stuff that you're seeing is not even real. No, it's not. And I don't think the the the, the humanoids are even real.
0: Nothing is real. No.
1: Nothing. This this is amazing. You know, who knows where the real Trump and where these really guys are really at? I mean, mm-hmm. they're probably all underground now, in yeah. the bunkers, because it's going down. I'm not just saying that. New VFX techniques could be used to tell stories that studios might have not attempted just a few years ago. They say a digital likeness of an Avenger star appearing in a Marvel Studios ever-expanding big screen universe could just keep going. The the role could be in uh, perpetuity. Uh, They can make digital copies of actors. uh, Of course, they're saying it's going to spark debates like union concerns, but uh, they're just going to pay them off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's uh, Gemini man. Will Smith plays uh, a guy named Junior in it. It's involved in creating a fully digital character that looks and acts like Smith did around 1996. Wow. When he started Independence Day. The character was created by VFX House Weta Digital to use in some of the most complex scenes where Junior has to act alongside Smith. Mm-hmm. apparently you're not going to be able to tell the difference. Uh, Robert De Niro's in a movie called the Irishman. He's a 75 year old freak. Uh, his name is Frank Sharon. He's a labor union leader and it has something to do with, um, Oh, he's, he's also playing with his other freak, Al Pacino, 79, uh, the over actor. It has something to do with Jimmy Hoffa and, and all this stuff. But it's, it's amazing
0: just, how he keeps playing those same kind of movies. He
1: does. He just overacts. Uh, but both actors will appear at different ages, spanning decades, and that's accomplished with VFX and a little bit of makeup. Now, see, it says it's the digital de aging work which is being handled by Lucasfilm's Industrial Light and Magic. In Light and Magic is the name of the company, folks. Um, now, who is their light? Lucifer is their Lucy. light bearer. Yep, and Magic. Mm-hmm. It's been the focus of much curiosity. Uh, The techniques haven't been totally revealed. It's become common for an actor to have their face and body scanned. Did you guys know that? exactly like the movie. It's exactly like Congress. Mm -hmm. An actor, it's common practice to have an actor have their face and body scanned at the start of a project if VFX might be needed, for instance, in action films for a digital stunt double. Mm -hmm. So before the movie even starts, they're scanned. Wow. Now, if this story is just out coming out, you know it's been here. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know,
0: I think they did that a lot with the th- those 3D movies to give yeah. it that um, virtual effect. Uh-huh. You know? So they've been practicing and what? now they're using it on humans.
1: Yeah. It says a believable, fully digital human is still considered among the most difficult tasks in visual effects. There you have it. But digital humans are still very hard, but it's not unachievable, they say. You only see that level of success at the top level companies. Oh, and this uh, mm. that's said by Chris Nichols, and he's a director at what group labs, Ms. Kapow? Chaos Group Labs. Who names your company Chaos? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's a key member of the Digital Human League.
0: Can you imagine that there's actually a league called that, Digital Human League? My gosh, that sounds even more sinister.
1: Did you get? Doesn't it? Yeah, Digital Human League. It's a research and development group. Oh yeah, see. He says the approach can be extraordinarily expensive. It involves teams of people and months of work, research and development, and lots of revisions. They could look excellent if you involve the right talent. Anyway, you know what they call them? These these digital actors. Assets. Assets. See, the, because they own them. They do. It's just like that movie, man. If you haven't seen that movie, try to rent it. I don't know if it's on Prime or not. Yeah, it's called whatever.
0: The the Congress, the and it's Congress. with uh, uh,
1: Robin Wright. Robin Wright. W-R-I-G-H-T. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it says the uh, they create an asset, effectively a movable model of the human. Mm. The cost is like, uh, like half a million to a billion to create uh and, and then and then he suggests that producers could expect to pay anywhere from 30 grand to 100 grand per shot
0: per shot
1: depending on Ooh. the individual requirements so if you're making a movie and you want will smith to star in it you can buy his digital image
0: yeah and then depending on how long you want to use him
1: so, oh yeah oh, it yeah. gets
0: very expensive
1: anyway the story goes on but I, that's creepy and that's uh, real true. and it's really happening it's really happening um I was going to do this one on a snake-like UFO, but it wants me to accept cookies and I don't accept well, cookies.
0: Well, we're not going to do that. But, but that's another thing in the sky, you know, sky phenomenon, that goes with Luke 21, 26. Yeah.
1: It's been happening more and more. Uh, there was one here in uh, Utah not too mm-hmm. long ago, uh, mm-hmm. one in California. Mm-hmm. I think New York, if my memory is correct, and now this one. And what they're, what they're like is they're big snakes. They're big worms up in the sky, and they mm-hmm. undulate, and they move like they're alive and um, you know, they try to be debunked and stuff like that before, but they they're appearing in all different states, different yeah.
0: how kinds of a ways. lot of people see it in different places. And film the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And they're not be real. So. Yeah, these are things in the sky. They're like rods in the sky. They are.
1: Yeah, those flying rods. You're so smart, Kapow. No. You must you smart. smart. Um, let's see, Daily Mail. Now, oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> everybody knows about Jeffrey Epstein and his, uh, you know, whatever, phony suicide. Now, some of us kind of believe that he's not even dead, that he went to go live in Israel and changes his face. And that's another, you know, some Or hobo- he's
0: underground with the rest of them.
1: Yeah. And that's some hobo that they, you know, they're going mm-hmm. to Um Or if that is him, that he was suicided. And, of course, uh, a lot of speculations by the Clintons and the oligarchs and uh, people that he had wood on. He's a very strange dude. I mean, we all know he's a very strange pedophile. But this story really rocked my world. Daily Mail had an exclusive. Jeffrey Epstein had a painting of Bill Clinton wearing a blue dress, a lot like the Monica Lewinsky dress.
0: Lewinsky dress.
1: Bill Clinton. Now, this is what blew my mind is because Bill Clinton, a former president of the United States, is wearing a blue dress and red high heels. He's lounging in the Oval Office inside his Manhattan mansion, the, the picture is. And and this visitor saw it and took a picture of it. And it's a real thing. The metadata of the picture is, is vetted out to be the real thing. It was taken at Epstein's mansion. Also, the the artist who drew it is mm-hmm. a real artist who actually really painted this painted thing. This picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um the story is real quick. This this galant and her business partner went to go meet Epstein uh in 2012 at his, you know, mansion somewhere to do a business, to talk about business thing. And while they're waiting for him, they are kind of wandering around and they saw in this open door on a dark wall this portrait of bill clinton mm-hmm. in a blue dress and red high heels <clears throat> and um
0: ironically enough there's also a picture of hillary with yes. the same dress at some party
1: at some i mean the exact
0: up. same dress
1: yes yeah so there's something with that a mocking of monica lewinsky the blue dress i mean these are some weird ass satanic fallen angel people speaking of fallen angel people please please go and listen to uh, the the video I put up on, on Facebook, on our yes, Facebook please. page. It's Hermantown, Hermantown, funk it up. F-U-N-K, funk, like funk music, get funky. Hermantown, funk it up, man. Mm-hmm. The, watch the video and get chills.
2: Yeah, I've please se- watch I've it. I've
1: sent it out everywhere. Um, Facebook denied my ad at mm-hmm. first, said uh, they didn't like it. But anyway, I peeled it and they, they let me put the ad up on Facebook. Um Mesquite Cafe. It's going to be released September first, mm-hmm. but it's available now for pre-order. And you can just listen to the song by watching the video.
0: Yeah, please listen to it. I mean, Paul put a lot of work into it, and it's and it's clearly um, inspired by the Holy Ghost. And it tells you what happened, why this world is the way it is because of the fallen angels. It's a great song, and it's it's really it's really well done. And I. I urge you with all my heart, please look at that video.
1: Share it. Uh, share if you like it. Share if you don't like it. Here's the deal. It exposes the fallen ones. Mm-hmm. If you want to be part of that exposure, it's a witness against them. If you want to be part of that on Judgment Day when the tape rolls.
0: Exactly.
1: And we witness against these and we judge angels, be a part of it. Exactly. Um, that's all I got to say. Anyway, so... <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein had a painting of Bill Clinton wearing a blue dress, red high heels. The source saw it during a business meeting. The blue dress seemed to be pointed reference to the uh, Monica Lewinsky thing. Mm -hmm. The painting was snapped inside the pedophile's mansion in 2012, seven years before he was accused of uh, trafficking. And the original painting's called Parsing Bill, and it's by an Australian-American artist, Patrina Ryan Cleed. Although it's unclear if Epstein had bought the canvas or had a print mounted, now who has a who has a portrait of a of a former president on their wall in their in their house? I know. In a blue dress and high heels. That's
0: and it's in a really ugly picture. Oh, it's I creepy. Mean, yeah, yeah.
1: It's creepy. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's on our Facebook page, uh, Fifth Hook Media. But look it up. It's it's something else. The story's amazing. This particular story is amazing because um, there's other things about this guy's mansion, in his house that just point that. Either he, either he was a fallen one, or so he's an a offspring. very off- offspring. That's why he wanted to spread his DNA. Mm-hmm. He's very close to the top echelons of the fallen fallen yeah. angel evil. The, the exact same thing my song's about.
0: Exactly, you Town. Got Funko. to watch that video, people. Watch it.
1: It exposes them. You will learn something. And it's going to make people nervous. Um, already, people have said, "Man, that's dark." It's mm-hmm. good, but it's really dark. So that's good. Yep. I wanted to. It is dark. Because they're dark and it has to be exposed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. Um, the source who asked to remain anonymous was visiting Epstein to present a business proposal, and uh, she said it was absolutely Bill Clinton. It was shocking. It was very provocative. Sexual picture.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. Epstein and Clinton were friends. Um, Clinton, 72-year-old, flying on the now-deceased financier's private plane, the Lolita Express. Uh, the source also claims she saw a young Hispanic girl waiting to meet with Epstein after the business meeting. Say the girl looked about 14. Uh, of course, now Epstein's dead. But anyway, look at that picture. Ugh. I just have it up there. It's just, I, I mean, this guy, if it was any man's face, it'd be creepy, but to know that that was a president of the United States yeah, is, it makes it is, is unbelievable. Disgusting.
3: Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bit, a true story of spiritual warfare, offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second eyes to see unseen enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us even in places we would least expect them both books can be purchased on amazon.com as a paperback or ebook it is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim we'll see you on the battlefield
1: unbelievable unbelievable let's see where are we at here we got we
0: have one good story
1: okay wait oh yes yes good story this is from this is for our um how things ought to be file how things ought mm-hmm. to be and uh that was suggested by our friend one one in a million one in a million suggested that we have a little segment called How Things Ought to Be.
0: And I think it's a great
1: idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. We try to find at least one good story, and it is almost impossible to find one good story a week. It is.
0: And yet God is always providing something, yes. isn't he? Yes, That's now, wonderful. In fact, uh, Juan
1: himself sent me this one. So mm-hmm. he's on the lookout for it. I think um, somebody else sent me one last week, and I found a couple myself, but they're, they're not easy to find. So this is from MSN News. And the headlines say, oh, I guess it's from the Washington Post.
2: Mm. I
1: guess. I don't know. The headlines say, like something out of a horror movie. Camper saves family of four from savage wolf attack. Mm -mm. So this dude, well, both men, both men are just awesome. I mean, these guys are like, wow. Uh, The story says it was about half past midnight when Russ Fee woke up to the sound of frantic shouts coming from a campsite next to his. They're in Canada. Canada, Banff National Park, Mm. Banff. From within his tent, he listened, and he discerned that the voices belonged to a man and a woman, and they were screaming for help.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: So Russ here, he throws on his shoes. He says, my wife tossed me a lantern, And he ran, he ran out of the tent towards their tent and he started yelling, I'm here, I'm here, what's wrong? So Russ here, he's from Calgary, he said he really expected to find two really scared parents whose child had wandered off into the woods or something like that. But instead, the sight that greeted him was much more distressing. The family's tent was in shambles, Mm. he said, and sticking out of its interest was the rear end of a large wolf. Wow. Uh, Officials with Parks Canada are calling a very rare incident. A wolf attacked a New Jersey couple and their children who were visiting the national park. A harrowing encounter that may have ended differently if it wasn't for this man's quick thinking. Uh, The victims say, we are forever grateful to Russ who came to our aid. The husband was injured in the attack. He describes Russ as a guardian angel
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, who saved their lives. It could have been so much worse and we we're just feeling so thankful that well, we we're all uh, sitting here completely
2: yes, God.
1: Uh, as a family. Well, see, it's a, it's a husband and wife with their children mm-hmm. just on a camping trip.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So here's what happens. They're, they're asleep in their tent and they were jolted by, uh, by this wolf. And uh, the wife says it was something out of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Her husband's name is Matt. He instantly threw himself in front of his wife and the children. Mm. Wow, I mean, this is a dude right here, man. Yeah,
0: well, it's something you would have done.
1: I don't know. Just, no.
0: Okay, well, I would have done it for you. You should. You would have done it for <laughs> me because I would have been like,
1: dunk, dunk, dude!" Ah! No, you know, that's oh, not true. oh, yeah. No, that's not. I true. wouldn't want to get my beard messed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a saliva wolf, saliva. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, he he jumps in front of his wife and the children. He fights the predator as it ripped apart the tent Mm. while the husband was trying to keep the wolf at bay. And she said that she lay on top of her two boys to shield him, and together the couple just started screaming for help. Oh, my goodness. Luckily, Russ heard them, and when he arrived at the campsite, Uh, He said that he saw the wolf attempting to yank something free of the tent like it was pulling on a toy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like a big dog would do. He said it was big enough that I immediately figured out what it was, which is weird because I've never seen one outside of the zoo. He said it was just so much larger than any dog I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Inside the now mostly collapsed dwelling, an intense tug of war was unfolding... The animal had started to drag Matt away, and she was holding on to his legs. (gasps) Dude, that is like a horror movie. The wolf is dragging the husband away, and she's holding... Can you imagine how strong
0: that wolf is? Yeah. It had to have been really big.
1: She says, I cannot, and I don't think I'll ever be able to properly describe the terror. I can
0: only imagine.
1: Then Russ ran towards the tent, carrying only the lantern his wife gave him. And he devised a hasty plan. He says, I just kind of kept running at it until I just kicked it in the back hip like I was kicking in a door. He said, I booted it as hard as I can. That dude has huevos, man. That That guy's hero. He said the kick may not have done much physical damage, but he said it was enough to startle the wolf into letting Matt go. Then the animal emerged from the tent and Fee said, Russ said, he immediately regretted kicking (laughs) it. Oh, my gosh. He says, I felt like I kind of uh, had kind of punched someone that was way out of my weight class. Mm -hmm. But before he had time to think of another way to take the wolf solo, Matt, the husband who was being chewed on, whose whole half side was just covered in blood, came flying out of the tent And then the two of them began screaming at the wolf, hurling rocks about the size of a head of cabbage at the animal. They drove it back. And then the wolf was far enough away that they all were able to run and jump and hide inside of a minivan. Wow. Wow. And then, of course, the husband went to the hospital. He's traumatized, but he's okay.
0: Bless his heart. Oh, dear Lord Jesus.
1: Officials closed the park down. They located a wolf about a half a mile away, and they euthanized it. Mm -hmm. They killed it. The DNA test confirmed that it was the same wolf that had attacked Matt earlier in the week. Now, here's what's interesting. They say there was no food or anything else that usually attracts wildlife around or inside the the tent. Uh, They say they noted the wolf's physical state may have played a part in it, that it was an older wolf in poor condition nearing the end of its life. And so, uh, you know, maybe they're thinking because it, it couldn't quite hunt or do things like it did when it was younger. It just kind of went for the easy, mm-hmm. low lying fruit. I don't I, believe I, it. I, I don't either. I
0: don't. I don't believe it. I think <clears throat> with these last days and everything, nature themselves are going nuts. It's just going crazy. It, uh, seriously, I'm not just saying that. Yeah. I Just, I really believe
1: that. Well, the the statistics are incredible about getting attacked by a wolf. It says um wolf human encounters, especially if it results in a kind of injury or death, are so infrequent. There's a report in 2002 that said in 80 cases over a 60-year period, 80 cases in 60-year period, uh, they only, there was only 41 incidents of people coming into contact with wolves in Canada. And of those, only four involved the animals attacking or seriously injuring somebody.
2: Mm.
1: That's really, really low. They say a person in wolf country has a greater chance of being killed by a dog Lightning, a bee sting, or a car collision with a deer than being injured by a wolf. So it's very, very rare. Very, very rare. So, oh man. So, anyway, the thing, the way the things ought to be, that guy's a hero. Um, They both were. Matt, yes, Matt and Russ are just super macho guys. Defending the
0: family like
1: that. Yep. Yep. And then,
0: even after being. you know, um, injured, and then helping the other gentleman.
1: Yeah, because he could have just ran or Mm-mm. laid there, Mm-mm. but he he jumped His up. Adrenaline was
0: so oh, and I have to protect my family. And yeah. and then he probably knew that helping this man to get rid of this yeah. Um, threat.
1: Yeah, and they picked up rocks. I No, really, like that rust charging it. And he goes, all I can think of is just kick it in the butt, like kicking. I mean, come on. I mean, you're dealing with teeth and claws and. I mean, what do you do? Mm-hmm. What do you do to spur the moment?
0: Yeah. Wow. Quick thinking. Praise the Lord. Quick that's thinking. That's a great story. Thank you, Juan.
1: Thank you, Juan. And that, the lesson, I think the lesson, take takeaway on that is... is yeah, don't go camping. Don't go camping, man. <laughs> Just stay inside. Stay inside the house and read your Bible, man. So don't go camping. Uh, what do you say, Ms. Cabell? Um, ciao, babies. Good night.